this is Mike Dilt with the Relax Back UK show on UK Health Radio, your global real feel-good radio station. On the Relax Back UK show we explore all kinds of health topics, so keep listening and enjoy the ride. Hi, and thank you for joining me, Mike Dilt, with the Relax Back UK show. This week, the show is made possible by the kind sponsorship of AlgoCells. AlgoCells uses the body's own stem cells' ability to regenerate tissue to treat joint and spine injuries and pain. Check out their website, algocells.com. So, the show this week is all about visionaries and inventors and people that really make things happen. Well, the objective of codex.com is very simple. It's to honor great innovations and also the men and women behind those innovations. Codex.com is happening at the end of September in London and it showcases innovations in all kinds of fields. And I get a bit of a sneak preview from Bina Rahul. One is like a jetpack, which I've got to say is my childhood dream. The future of mobility. I mean, there's a fantastic um, speaker called Frankie Zapata who's going to talk about the jet racer, which is um, enables man to fly around like a drone. Then, staying with inventions, are innovators and entrepreneurs Deborah Babalola and Shefali Bora, and they've developed a device for women to use at home to help detect breast cancer at an early stage. The idea is to map out all the, t- uh, the tissue density across the region in order to be able to compare it with the tissue density mapped in the previous months so that you can flag any changes within those densities. So please do stay tuned for a wonderfully interesting show. Thank you. This show is cool. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Nagging pain. We at AlgaCells know that a small amount of the patient's own bone marrow and blood cells can treat many painful conditions with regenerative orthopaedic therapy. This is an attractive treatment option for painful joints, back pain, sports injuries and many other conditions. It may avoid the need for surgery altogether. AlgaCells, part of a network of 50 Regenex clinics worldwide where over 60,000 patients have been treated and helped. AlgaCells, life is more beautiful with less pain. A cancer diagnosis can be scary and stressful for everyone involved. Hello Love is a contemporary living space and well-being center in central London where anyone can come and learn about illness prevention and non-toxic practice. Inside, you will find a vegan restaurant, juice bar, and holistic dojo that encourage lifestyle changes to help heal mind, body, and spirit connection. Cancer patients are offered free sessions. To find out more, please visit us at hellolove.org. The station that makes you feel good. At the end of September, a very exciting event called Codex.com is coming. My guest is Bina Roll, and my first question to her was simply, what is it all about? Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And first of all, I um, really appreciate this opportunity to talk about the um, world's top 50 
Innovators event of 2022. Um, this event is essentially a lineup of extremely distinguished speakers who are scientists, engineers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries. And uh, they include um, chairman and CEOs of multinational companies such as Albert Baller from Pfizer and uh, Nobel laureates such as Dr. John Mather from NASA. So what we have is a fairly intimate event where all of these innovators will share their breakthrough technologies and the format in which they do that are a series of 15-minute codex talks. So each presenter is asked to address um, the question that faces their technology or industry and then finish their presentation with a bold prediction for the future. Um, the it reason absolutely is, fantastic. And I, I, I love you, you use the word visionary. You know, I, I really like that. It, it sounds like it's just teeing up for a, a really interesting few days. But one thing that I, I sort of did spring into my mind, you know, you've got all these visionaries, big brains together talking about what they're what they're doing all in one place, which um, just sounds very interesting, very exciting. But what what's the objective? You know, what 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 is uh, hoping to be achieved? Well, the objective of Codex.com is very simple. It's to honour great innovations and also the men and women behind those innovations. So Codex.com essentially provides a platform to do just that. And the idea is to appeal to the wider public who have diverse interests in advancements in technology and science. And you'll see from um, the testimonials that are on the website from the 2017 and 2019 World's Top 50 Innovators um, conferences that the speakers themselves actually um, feel so engaged with the event and attend large parts of it rather than rush off uh, as soon as they've done their talk. Okay, well, there's, there's, there's nothing like um, big brains and innovators all talking together to produce more ideas. So, yeah, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for these, you know, these people, uh, whether they're scientists or engineers, probably they don't get the opportunity to talk to people in other fields terribly much. So, you know, it's something that I, is, is to be applauded, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I should have just added that the name Codex is actually um, stems from Leonardo da Vinci and his codices. So, as you know, he was a great visionary um, writing about innovations that were hundreds of years uh, ahead of his time. And um, so Codex aims to capture that visionary spirit. And we uh, try to capture those ideas in the form of these Codex talks rather than in the form of notebooks. Right, no, I get the it. Analogy. So, so, so the, the talks are 15 minutes long, you know, so each visionary, entrepreneur, whatever, gets 15 minutes. Um, um, the the level of the talk, you know, who is it aimed at? Is it at the general public or, you know, to go along and understand what's going on? Do I have to be another big brain? <laughs> that, that's the beauty of these events, because um, the presenters are charged with presenting uh, as if they are talking to people outside their field. 
And so the aim is that anybody who has a, an interest in, uh, in science and technology and has a general sort of understanding at a basic level can actually follow these talks. And the beauty of it is that after each session, there's a Q&A panel with the speakers uh, where the audience can engage. And I can tell you from experience that you get the most cracking good questions from the audience. Um, and it just shows how well they've engaged and picked up. And, you know, sometimes the best questions come from minds that are coming fresh to an issue yeah. uh, and it's outside of their field. And of course, as you were alluding to it, the um, a lot of innovations happen at the interfaces of different disciplines. So the speakers that are at the event know that there'll be other speakers who are in adjacent fields to theirs. And so that sparks off a lot of innovation. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that um, your audience will know that space technology has given rise to many innovations that are now in our everyday lives. You know, things like um, memory foam, scratch resistant lenses, and, you know, lots of innovations in the healthcare field, including implantable defibrillators, and not to mention freeze-dried foods. Right. So, okay, yeah, I, I, I get it. So ho hopefully it will be a fabulous few days. The, the people that attend, are, are they generally sort of uh, members of the public or hangers-on to the various uh, companies or visionaries that are speaking? It's a it's a really wonderful mix. And yes, we welcome uh, members of the general public. We invite a lot of people um, from universities and academia, but also in the audience are CEOs of technology companies, um, the chief technology officers, people from uh, policy, policy making, um, government regulators, as well as investors, actually. And uh, clearly, um, it's always wonderful uh, if the investors see something that sparks their imagination and then mm. can help an entrepreneur along their way. Um, so it's a very diverse mix. Um, and uh, the, the other thing that's worth sort of mentioning about how the levels of excitement build up is that the official timekeeper is Blancpain. Um, they are a Swiss watchmaker. In fact, they're the oldest um, watchmakers in the world. And um, they obviously, as official timekeepers, um, have their uh, timepieces going. And it's wonderful to see the speakers finishing on the dot exactly as 15 minutes are up. But on this uh, occasion, Longpan is actually going to award prizes of their really exquisite timepieces, three of them, one for the top Codex talk, one for the top female innovator, and one for the most impactful innovation. Uh, so I'll be fascinated to see at the end of the conference who wins those awards. Okay, so what happens at the end of the 15 minutes? Is, is there like a, a big dong? Is there a big clock or... There's a big hole appear on the stage and the speaker drops through it. What, what happens? <laughs> Fortunately, we've never needed any of that because the speakers are so well prepared and so disciplined that um, they by and large finish within within half a minute either side. So uh, it's been tremendous to see. So they're skilled speakers as well. So you, you, you mentioned earlier that sometimes investors 
at, at present. Are, are there any examples of um, an idea which has been presented at a previous uh, codex.com and been picked up by investors and now is, you know, something that's pretty much in everyday use that makes all our lives better? Um, I'm not sure I can prove that an investor picked up the idea at a conference, but I can give you examples of ideas where um, they are now, um, you know, so uh, widespread that people will recognize this. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> For instance, at the last uh, World's Top 50 Innovators Conference in 2019, it was at the back end of 2019, I was chairing the Future of Healthcare session. And um, one of the speakers was the CEO of BioNTech, um, Dr. Ugo Sahin. And um, he presented actually on how the messenger RNA technology platform at BioNTech was going to be used to address cancer. Um, and during the Q&A, um, he was asked, uh, surely this platform could be applicable to infectious diseases such as viral infections. And of course he said, yes, no doubt it would be. And within a very few short months after that, um, he was working alongside Pfizer to develop um, one of the first COVID vaccines built on that same messenger RNA platform. So, I mean, that was tremendous to see how, how that uh, technology was able to pivot and, um, you know, help us uh, endure, uh, the, you know, yeah. such a catastrophic pandemic like we yeah, have. I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you can't really give a better example than that. That's a, yeah, per, absolute perfect example. Thank you. <laughs> well, from the 2017 conference also, I remember in the healthcare session, uh, we had uh, speakers from Babylon Health and their ambition was to put a doctor in people's pockets in the form of a smartphone mm -hmm. access to a doctor. And that that has um, spread far and wide. You know, Babylon Health is a very, um, you know, prominent player in the field of remote GP services. Right. No, very good. Two, two wonderful examples. Um, let me ask, if someone has a great idea and they, they think, oh, I would like to tell everyone about it, what, what's the process? How can you submit an idea? And is there uh, a, a group of people that decide, yes, all right, this this submission is is fantastic and we'd like to invite them along? And are, are you personally part of that process? Um, I have been. So um, there is actually uh, somewhere on the www.codex.com website a link to nominate speakers. But in the run-up to these world's top 50 innovators conferences, um, the CEO of Codex, Rakesh Rawal, will always um, contact his whole database to ask them for suggestions and ideas. And indeed, innovators um, can nominate themselves. But all the while in the background, there is a lot of painstaking research by the Codex team, going through the scientific literature, going through technology news channels, uh, and trying to identify breakthroughs that actually have the potential to disrupt the way we live our lives in the future. And um, you know, if people want to watch previous conference talks on the website, they'll, they'll see that some of them really would leave your you know, jaw dropping open because they're so exciting. Um, 
And I guess the uh, ultimate decision is taken by the Codex team as to which speakers to invite for each of these conferences. However, in the past, uh, Rakesh has used panels of experts for particular industries. Uh, I mean, I, my involvement has been primarily with healthcare and biotech, given my background. Yeah. So what, just briefly, what is your background? You're, you're, you're an MD. Yes. So I, um, uh, as you say, a medic by training, I specialised in clinical virology. So you can imagine that um, I had studied viral pandemics uh, it, it, back in the day when I was training and um, didn't expect to have to live through one like the one we've had. Um, I then went into um, research and development within the pharmaceutical industry for about 20 years. Uh, my interest lay in the development of new antivirals. And um, I've also done a stint in medical research funding charities. So leading ones such as the Wellcome Trust and Cancer Research UK. Then at the beginning of 2020, I decided to pursue a portfolio career. So I'm now on the boards of uh, public, private and not-for-profit organisations as a board director. Okay, so you, you are well-placed to make some of these decisions as to who should come and submit at codex.com. Let me ask another question, actually, about the, the, the organisations that come and submit and, and, and then get through to presenting. They, they get invited. They don't have to pay to uh, to attend this thing, or do they? Oh, no, not at all. So uh, this, none of the speakers are paid to speak, and none of them pay in order to speak either. Right. So th the speakers come primarily because they know that they're going to meet cutting edge um, innovators that, uh, that are either in the same field or adjacent fields. And I, I've observed how, you know, after a particular session, the speakers on that panel um, are really engaging with each other and many of them remain in touch after and hopefully they go on to collaborate as well. Yeah. Um, and I think they also realize that, um, it's good to air some of these technologies and breakthroughs early because um, for one thing, it, it gives the public a, a space to debate and uh, convey their thoughts on, on the technologies that are going to change society. Are generally the topics science and, engineer, and engineering, are, are there any other arts topics? Because some, sometimes I think that kind of, Science and engineering and arts are, are, are veering together uh, rather than apart because you know some some of the great uh, discoveries or advances kind of some of them do test our our morals and sort of philosophy as well. So you know what what what's the mix? Um, there have been events that have had their art focus, for example. Um, uh, about, I forgot exactly when, but recently, two or three years ago, it was the 500th anniversary of the birth of Leonardo da Vinci. And so there were many events that did exactly that. They bridged um, science and, and art and technology and society. Um, you know, there was one event for students actually called um, From Mona Lisa to the Moon, or, or right. Mona Lisa to Mars, actually, not even the moon. <laughs> and um, But these um, world's top 50 innovator events are largely focusing on 
science, engineering and technology. And the sessions that are at this year's conference cover robotics and AI, the future of mobility. I mean, there's a fantastic um, speaker called Frankie Zapata, who's going to talk about the jet racer, which is um, enables man to fly around like a drone <laughs> above ground. So uh, there's mobility, obviously biotechnology and health. Space science is very important and has been in all the conferences. And as I said, we have got a Nobel laureate. So Dr. James Mather is from NASA, who's going to give a keynote presentation about what we can expect from the James Webb Telescope. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw the first images from that in, yeah. only in July of this year. And so I think it'll be absolutely fascinating to hear that. Fantastic. There are sessions on uh, material science, blockchain, the metaverse, quantum computing. Blockchain. I'd like to hear that because that's a phrase I hear a lot, but I've got absolutely no idea what it is. And I, I'm not sure I've come across anyone else that knows what it is. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I will in, enjoy. I'll keep my eye out for that one. Is, are there any particular uh, topics or group of topics that you're looking forward to? Yes, I mean, uh, naturally, I'm, I'm drawn to the biotechnology and healthcare session. Um, and the keynote presenter at the start of that session is Dr. Albert Bowler, who's the chairman and CEO of Pfizer. And he's recently released a book called Moonshot. And it's Pfizer's nine months race to make the impossible possible, which, as you can imagine, is the story of how Pfizer and BioNTech delivered the uh, COVID-19 vaccine in record time. But Dr. Baller himself is a really interesting person. He was a veterinarian, um, uh, Greek origin, so a migrant to, uh, immigrant to America and, um, you know, uh, survivor, uh, a Holocaust uh, survivor's child as well. And he um, now leads one of the largest corporations in the pharmaceutical industry. So I'm looking forward to hearing his keynote address. Um, also, I think the session on the impact of technology on society, because I'm very interested in the ethics of um, advancing technologies because the pace is so fast that it's impossible for regulators and governments to put protections in place before the technology yeah. is released. Yeah, they can't keep um, up. That's that's a, that's a common theory that I, I hear, a common problem. So, I hear lots of people talking about that. Yeah, that will be fascinating. And it places um, a lot of burden on the innovators to self-regulate to a large extent. And I think they are helped to do that by making these sort of public presentations because by engaging with the general public who can then um, really drill down and ask about the ethical principles behind some of these technologies, um, they can engage and make sure that their technologies, um, you know, aren't more harmful than beneficial. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. All right. Now, look, if, if people are listening to this and thinking, this event sounds absolutely wonderful. I want to go. I want to <laughs> I want to go or I want to get involved. When is it and how can people sign up to go? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to tell you that. I'll just throw in that anybody who's really interested in sustainability will have a treat because 
there's a really strong thread um, on sustainability throughout several of those different sessions that I listed. Okay. So there'll be uh, particularly things like um, there's a talk from Reap Technologies covering how you can reuse paper and ink 10 times. So paper, for instance, is the fourth biggest carbon emitter, the industry. And so right. there's new technology that can print and then deprint, and then you use the same paper again and again, and the same ink again and again. Um, that's just one example. Wow. <laughs> there are talks on biodiversity, water That doesn't even sound possible. Well, it, you can actually see a video of that process uh, in, uh, actually wow. happening. There's BBC uh, made a short video of it on, I'm sure it's available online. Right. Um, and there's also um, talks on um, the way in which we can manage um, our oceans using different types of robotic fish. There's talks on um, uh, on water scarcity and climate change and biodiversity, to name just a few. But there's about a dozen or so speakers whose main thrust is sustainability. So coming on to uh, the conference itself, so the world's Top 50 Innovators 2022 conference takes place over three days on the 26th, 27th and 28th of September at the Welcome Collection, which is on the Euston Road in London. And um, if you go to www.codex.com, uh, you can um, book your tickets. Uh, there are still some remaining tickets available. And um, I do look forward to seeing you all there. Fantastic. Well, I hope to be there and uh, I look forward to Great. meeting you there. So, Bina, thank you so much for chatting and letting us know all about this fantastic uh, event. Thank you very much, Mike. Look forward to seeing you. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Nagging pain. We at Alka-Cells know that a small amount of the patient's own bone marrow and blood cells can treat many painful conditions with regenerative orthopaedic therapy. This is an attractive treatment option for painful joints, back pain, sports injuries and many other conditions. It may avoid the need for surgery altogether. Alka-Cells. Part of a network of 50 Regenex clinics worldwide where over 60,000 patients have been treated and helped. Alka-Cells. Life is more beautiful with less pain. A cancer diagnosis can be scary and stressful for everyone involved. Hello Love is a contemporary living space and well-being center in central London where anyone can come and learn about illness prevention and non-toxic practice. Inside, you will find a vegan restaurant, juice bar, and holistic dojo that encourage lifestyle changes to help heal mind, body, and spirit connection. Cancer patients are offered free sessions. To find out more, please visit us at hellolove.org. The station that makes you feel good. Shefali Bara and Deborah Babaloila are a couple of inventors and entrepreneurs. And they've developed something called Dotplot, which is a device to help women detect the early signs of breast cancer. And they can use this at home. And I started by asking them how, pre how prevalent breast cancer is and how many women die from it. 
Yeah, breast cancer is, is a huge, is a huge challenge. I mean, I think in 2020, it was a leading cause of uh, cancer incidents worldwide. I think in the UK alone, there are about 11,500 deaths each year. That's like 31 women every day. So it's a massive, it's a massive problem, definitely. Okay, so it's it's worth trying to do something about for sure. So um, I did a little bit of homework. I checked out your website uh, before we started talking. And uh, dot plot says you, you, you make a map of the torso. So I, I was thinking, all right, so what does it actually record? Does it record, you know, colour changes, freckles, dots, lumps? What, what's the, what's the uh, kind of uh, technical aspect behind it? So uh, building the map of the torso is basically the calibration part of the things where you, where each woman can uh, build a map on, build a virtual, build basically a virtual map onto their mobile screens using our device. So that every reading they take is uh, unique to their uh, breast shape and size. And uh, how we collect data is we use sound waves to do it. And uh, yeah, the idea is to map out all the, t uh, the tissue density across the region in order to be able to compare it with the tissue density mapped in the previous months so that you can flag any changes within those densities uh, in order to rule out any abnormalities. Okay, so it, it, it doesn't look at uh, changes in colour or if you get new freckles or so, this, this kind of thing? No, those are the things that we would uh, we would basically tell women as um, guidance in order to check themselves because those are visual markers. But what we're looking for here is hidden markers. Um, okay. Yeah. So this is something that you can't necessarily see. When, yeah. when when women are doing their kind of self-check, this is something they can't see. Yeah. All right. Um, and it uses sound waves. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So is is there is there a special kind of sensor? Is there a lot of equipment to go with this? Uh, no, it's just a device, uh, a handheld device, which is as tiny as a stethoscope or a little bit bigger than the stethoscope's uh, front head. And... Yeah, that's about it. And you have a dock which comes with it, which is basically a charging station. So you can uh, put it in your um, closet in the wood, in the bathroom, and then you can use it every single month. All right. And so, how do you how do you see the results? Like, is there a screen or a printout, or you know? So on the mobile phone, uh, once you've conducted the check, it would give you it would analyze the data and compare it with the previous month's reading. And then it would give you a report of um, in a downloadable PDF format if you want to download it off the app, or you can what we're what we're uh, envisioning it to be is you can be you can send it directly to your GPs also if you wanted to. Okay, so it it keeps this map from month to month and registers any changes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, brilliant. So I can imagine part of the issue though is remembering or getting women to actually do do the check so the difficulty is actually doing the check you know do, does it help with that and you know is, is it a bit of a chore how long does this thing take no so i mean we to i guess to answer the first part of your question we we definitely uh, send out reminders to make sure that women are remembering to do them each month and um, when we spoke to women about how long they'd be willing to spend with dotplot most said between about five to ten minutes so that's the amount of time that we expect it to be um, used for each month. So we're trying to keep it quite quite a short time, so it's not too burdensome. Right. So, you, are you finding that people are actually um, doing doing it? You know, there's sufficient buy-in, and people don't do it for the first two months, and then kind of forget. 
yeah basically i mean yeah that's 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 the plan with dot plot to make sure that people are remembering to do them i think um right now people want to but sometimes they're a bit confused about the process which turns them away from doing it all together but i think by demystifying it and making it as clear as possible um and also just sending out those reminders it helps women to keep on top of doing them each month going forward also okay. do you also during building the process i think we had this uh thing about uh, do women want to conduct these self checks actively or do they want to do them passively and we were stuck between creating a wearable as a passive gadget to be able to conduct self checks so you put something on and then it does it for you but when we went out to women and we spoke about it they said that they actively want to engage with it which means that they're looking for ways in which they can train themselves also to understand what self checks are and that's why it's a device now right and my my impression is that that women are are probably better than men actually at looking after their health you know because every, everyone you know talks about men don't bother go to the doctor men don't check themselves for testicular cancer and and, and all this so you you you're probably on a kind of an easier wicket to start off with because essentially women are a bit more sensible about stuff than men I mean I'm not too sure well well we've never we do have we did we do have a vision where we want to be using the technology that we developed for testicular cancer later down the line and also for the soft tissue sarcoma for monitoring that but uh yeah right now we just saw that the adoption drive is higher uh, and the impact is way way like the numbers are way more for breast cancer initially and then we obviously do want to um uh, reach out to men in for for testicular cancer as well. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh step by step though. But yeah. what actually kind of prompted you to come up with this idea? Yeah, I mean, it started off when we were um working on this project, a group project doing our masters. Um and we found that we were all quite interested in developing uh a healthcare or like designing for healthcare and developing solutions that would be quite impactful within that space. Um and so we're looking at different ways that uh, people can monitor their health that was an area of interest for us and found that there was a huge opportunity in guiding women or helping women to to do their self checks each month so right now there were just so many um methods and um, and different ways for you to be doing these checks and we and we found that this is something that women um were perceiving to be quite confusing and difficult to follow so that was what kind of prompted us to say okay how can we demystify this process how can we make sure that this is as easy to do as possible each month because i think the easier it is for breast self self checks to be done the more likely it is for a person to adhere to a regular routine um so yeah that was a starting point for us that's where we all, where it all got started and we're just excited to keep uh, working on it yeah so is your background medical at all or your your pure design how you know which which angle are you coming at this from we're actually we're both we're both product designers that's what um that's our specialism but we have an interest in in healthcare and designing for for um that industry so i think i mean we've worked on a couple of um healthcare focused projects in the past as well which really uh, fascinated us and kind of just inspired us to keep working on this as our own um our own project as well yeah okay and I, i noticed that you you guys both went to the the royal college of art yeah yeah um, which kind of in, interested me because i i think my my personal opinion is that real advances aren't just technical or aren't just artistic they they tend to be a a, a blend of all these things and i can see you nodding your head so um do do you think that real advances 
in all areas, really, need a bit of both. And therefore, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bigging you up here. You're ideally situated to help with this kind of stuff. I guess it's really important to be able to understand the consumer's voice in the very beginning. And uh, yeah, like any assumption you have or any decision you make towards building your product needs to be echoed by the people you're building it for. And if you do that in the initial stages, you're very, very confident about what you're building because that's, yeah. yeah. And that's something that I think having um, Royal College of Art and even Imperial College London as um, being a part of that cohort gave us. So it gave us the drive to actually reach out to as many people as we can in the beginning so that we have enough validation in order to be even, you know, to be even able to say that this is a real problem, you know? Okay, because even if you make a device that is technically brilliant and solves all the problems, yeah. if for some reason no one wants to use it because I know, it's a little bit uncomfortable or, I don't know, the shape of the box is weird or you know, it could be a myriad of things, it still won't work because no one will use it. So, yeah, that, that I have to say that side of things uh, impressed me. Um, is this available yet? When's it coming out, if not? No, so I mean, it's in, we're in our very early stages with dot plot, um, so we have a way to go. We uh, right now are actually bringing all aspects of our product development together and just building up to a point where we can take it forward um, for clinical trials that we're hoping to do next year. Um, so no, we don't have a release date, but we're just hoping that we can um, just get all the medical approval that we require, um, test it with as many women as possible, and then get get it ready um, um, for launch when it's feasible. Okay. Clinical trials, that sounds quite um, potentially a bit scary and also very expensive. Are you guys uh, all have got that in hand? Uh, we're, we're trying to raise funds for it right now and we're aiming for uh, grants at the moment and potentially down the line we'll look for equity funding. Uh, okay. So if any, if any potential backers are listening just now <laughs> and they think, oh, that sounds like a good idea, uh, how can I get hold of you? Oh, so, yeah, we, we were actually going to get to that. But, yeah, we have our website up, which is www.plot.co. And you can go on there and there's a page called Get Involved. So please do sign up and uh, register your interest. As a, Even as a participant, honestly, we, we're uh, hoping to get as many women participants engaged in this thing uh, possible. And even with a separate section for PR and with a separate section for investors also. So do okay. sign up as, yeah, sign your interest. And, and just in, in the final part of bigging you guys up, you recently won a competition. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, so we put Dot Plot Forward for the James Dyson um, Award, uh, which is something that we've had our eye on for a while, just because it's, it's I mean, it's huge within the design um, world and it's, it's an inspiring thing for us. Um, so yeah, we put that forward and uh, and we have, we're very, very excited to have won the national um, leg for it. Um, so this this is just yeah inspiring for us because we've seen how other projects who have come through the James Dyson Award have gone through to commercialisation and that is the ultimate goal for for dot plot for as many women as possible to be able to conduct their self checks confidently at home. So I guess winning this and and receiving that money just helps us to move forward towards that goal and make that a reality. Okay, all right, fantastic. Look, good luck with it as things go down the line and you you know you get your uh, trials done etc i would love to invite you back on to tell us how it's all, all going if you're prepared to do that oh that'd be yeah. amazing yeah absolutely thank you and finally just give uh, your website one more time uh www. <laughs> 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 
www.plot.co no 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 it's i can remember the number of friends i said www but yeah dot plot.co um it's d o t p l o t dot c o you can also follow us on instagram and linkedin as well if you want to okay brilliant look thank you very much indeed for chatting and uh, good luck with it all amazing thank, thank you. you so much I really do love hearing about inventions, particularly in the medical and health environment. So if you're part of a team that's developed something fantastic, or maybe you've been working away on your own in your garden shed, either way, if you've got something exciting and you'd like to share it, do get in touch with me, or of course you can get in touch with codex.com, or both of us. My email is mike at relaxbackuk.com. That's if you've got any great inventions you want to share, or indeed any topics that you would like me to cover. Ideas for topics, I can find out about them, research and get back to you. Or if you're an expert in something and would like to be a guest on the show, please do get in touch. The email again, mike at relaxbackuk.com. Wonderful guests on this week's show. We have Bina Raul from Codex.com and then Deborah Babalola and Sheffley Bora from Dot Plot. So thanks to them. And of course, thank you to you for listening. And a special thanks to the show's sponsor, AlgaCells, who bring regenerative orthopaedic medicine to the UK. See their website, algacells.com, for details. If you or a loved one are in pain, do have a look. Thank you for listening and please do join us again next time.